we have to, to pay attention to what's going on. We have to pay attention to the time. We have to know our value in this day. And we have to know the purpose for him choosing us, making us a royal priesthood, making us a chosen generation, making us a holy nation, making us a peculiar people. He didn't do it just as a badge of honor for us. He did it for a purpose. And the purpose is to show forth his glory, is to let the world know about who he is. That's the reason why we are saved. It's so that we can call people to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. He reconciled us from our sins when we were jacked up in sin. He reconciled us back to God, back to himself. And then after he reconciled us to himself, he gave us the spirit of reconciliation to go and reconcile other people to him. Now, somewhere along the line, we stopped at reconciliation at us being reconciled and we forgot to pay it forward and make sure that we reconciled others back to God. This is the day that we've got to be alert, we've got to be aware, we have got to be focused, we have got to understand God and what he's calling us to do as best we can understand him by his revelation. And we have a, 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 a privilege, a privilege in this dark day to shine as the indelible light, to shine as a light that cannot be extinguished, to shine so that people can see Christ in us, the hope of glory. <laughs> Am I talking to anybody here? I'm not just giving a homily right now. I'm trying to get you animated and understand who you are in this day. Who you are in this day. I want you to know the person that you are that Satan is afraid of. That the enemy is hoping that you just stay religious and keep speaking in tongues and never understand who you really are in the scheme of things. The enemy wants you to look at the pulpit and say, those are the people. But the truth of the matter is we're in the pulpit because you are the people. We've got to get you together so you can go out there and shine like the sun. I don't hear anybody. Shine like the S-O-N. Hallelujah. The focus is not the pulpit. The focus is the people. And in a dark day, in a dark day, if every one of us would really walk in the light and be the light in this world, we would see God turn people in. And we, he'd turn this thing right side up. And that's our last assignment before we leave. That's our last assignment. We've sung all we can sing. We've built all the cathedrals we can build. We've done so much, but we forgot the purpose. In many senses, we forgot the purpose. But now God sits on his throne and he calls all of his children and says, it's time to reach the loss. It's time to reach the loss. Again, it never, it never ceased. But in this last day, there must be a thrust. There must be an increased, purposeful, focused thrust. And so in order to prepare us to do the work, God says, I've got to make sure I rain on you first. 
I got to make sure that you're well watered. I've got to make sure that you're refreshed. I've got to make sure that you have supply. I've got to make sure that you walk into a season of the miracle. I've got to make sure that you have more than enough. This is, this is a message to the faithful. This ain't to those that are just, you know, trying to, you know, to fake it. I'm not talking to the fakers. This is to the faithful. He says, in this season of darkness, I got to make sure that you get the refreshing. I'm trying to talk to somebody here. I'm trying to talk to somebody here. If you read in the book of 1 Kings about the 18th chapter, you'll read about Elijah on, the, on, on Mount Carmel. You'll read about Elijah on Mount Carmel dealing with the darkness of the day in Israel. Dealing with political perversion. Dealing with spiritual witchcraft. Y'all don't hear me. Dealing with false prophets. He's dealing with this invasion of, 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 of paganism and hedonism that has come upon Israel and a king that's allowing a witch who he married to kill the prophets and to change the platform and the culture of a theocracy and of a God state. To change things. This king allowed this witch to come in and, and grow trees as idols and put prophets over the trees. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. And to bring this hellish and demonic and damnable false religion into Israel. But as long as there's a prophet, long as there's somebody to lift up their voice and cry loud and spare not and declare the truth of God even if it costs their life God will be represented I said God will be represented and let me just a side note I've come to realize at this stage if it costs my life I am not going to be silent if it costs my life if, I, if you hear that I've fallen along the way if you hear that my life has been extinguished know this to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord but know this if I go down I'm going down praising and glorifying him for me to live is Christ I know that I know that some of y'all getting nervous. You can't get nervous in this day because for the first time in the history of America, you're about to see martyrdom come to the shore. Are you paying attention to the politics of this day? Are you paying attention to the policies that they're trying to push in America this day? Are you paying attention to how they're trying to silence the righteous voices? And if by chance I have to give my life for this, I told people last night, listen, if he's great enough to live for, he's great enough to die for. You got to become that militant. You've got to become that militant with your relationship. If he's great enough for me to live for, he's so great, I'll die for him. Hallelujah. 
Because the bottom line is if I fall, there'll be five more that rise up and take my place. I can't get this message across to you. Right? I, I can't get you to see. I can't get you to understand. This is the day of the Christian. This is the day that he's called us. And we have got to cry out the love of Jesus Christ so that the world can hear. What we do in these four walls is one thing. But when we get out to that marketplace, we've got to be able to stand in the streets and declare the Lordship and the love of Jesus Christ. And he is prepared to water us. He is prepared to fulfill and increase us and send us out there fully stocked. Amen. If you read after... Uh, if you read about Elijah, he stands there and he calls on Ahab and he calls out to Jezebel and he stands on Mount Carmel and brings the prophets of, uh, of Baal and the false and the prophets of the grove and he calls them up for a challenge. Calls them up for a challenge. And this day we got to call these demonic powers up for a challenge. I'm not talking about flesh and blood, I'm talking about these demonic spirits that are in our schools trying to confuse our children castrating babies giving them hormone blockers telling them that they don't have to be he or her giving them permission to go and change their sex without their parents consent it's time to deal with the spirits uh, if you disagree you, you got about five minutes to leave because it's going to get worse I'm trying to tell you it's time to deal with the demonic powers that are focused on our babies hallelujah they know they can't get us now but their focus is on the innocent minds and with their to the children but I got news for you there are still some holy parents there are still some praying grandmamas and there's still some holy ghost fathers I don't hear anybody in this house yes there are and you can't silence us we have a direct line to God we talk to him and whatever we bind on earth Get this, I'm talking to every demonic power. You know what I'm saying. Whatever we bind on earth. It's time to pick up your sword. It's a militant time. Whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. And whatever we loose on earth. For the fervent factual prayers of the righteous make much available we have the confidence in God that whatever he said will come to pass uh, sit down let me finish let me finish give me about 10 more minutes let me 15 more minutes let me finish this thing and as Kevin as they're up on the mountain the prophets of Baal, the false prophets, the witches. And believe it or not, there are witches in this day. Take the blinders off. Amen. Hallelujah. But for every witch, no matter what station or no matter what degree of witchcraft, 
I got news for you. Even the smallest, even the youngest Christian has the power over them. <laughs> Behold, I give you the power to tread upon serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall back. The least Christian, the newest Christian has more power than the enemy. Sit down, let me finish. I'm trying to make my 15 minutes work. Trying to make my 15 minutes work. In the mighty name of Jesus. And as they are on the mountain, Elijah hollers out, he says, how long will you be caught between her mashonda? How long will you be caught between two opinions? If God be God and he is God, serve him. If Baal be God, serve him. But you got to choose today who you will serve. And if you choose right, you will have the power of the living God on your side. Hallelujah. I'm going to get through this without crying. You can, you, if you choose right, you'll have the power of all heaven on your side. You'll have every bit of the infinite power of the almighty king on your side. And they build their altar. And let the true God answer by fire. They build their altar. Because the prophets of Baal were supposed to call Baal. And he was supposed to send down fire and consume their altar and their offering. You go first. And they called down to Baal, and Baal didn't answer because Baal doesn't exist. I got news for everybody here. There is no other God. Allah is not a God, Buddha is not a God, Krishna is not a God, Lord Morgan is not a God, Vishnu is not a God. I don't hear anybody here. They, they are small G's. They are idols. You can carry them. You can pick them up. You can put them on your mantle. You can sit down and put candles in front of them, fruit in front of them. But this God, you can't lift him up. This God lifts you up. Y'all don't hear me. They planted trees because they represented the gods. Shokoramanda. You, 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 you can't do that with him. He is so high and lifted up that his train fills the temple. I'm trying to get to my message. Please sit down. Please sit down. I'm trying. Let the true God answer by fire. We are in a time now that we've got to get back to the power of God in the church. 
We should have never left it. But we got to get back to the power of God in the church. Amen. And as the prophets of Baal go through their rituals trying to get Baal to answer and to light a flame on their altar. Elijah stands back and says, hey, wait, y'all should call him a little louder. Y'all should call him a little louder. Maybe he's asleep. When I read that, I was like, that's my guy. Elijah's my guy. Maybe he's asleep. Or maybe he's gone away on a long journey. Call him louder. He can't hear you. And when they exhausted their prayers and saw nothing, they started to cut themselves and started to make a blood sacrifice. They started going into some serious witchcraft, cutting themselves and using their blood as a, as, 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 as a sacrifice. And when Elijah got tired of it, he said, okay, you guys had your turn. Build my altar. Put my sacrifice on there. Put the wood around it. Now dig a trench around it. Now I'm going to do something. Pour water on it. Now we know you're crazy. Because if there was going to be a fire, you just made it so it can't happen. He said, don't worry about it. Because we're not talking about Baal. We're talking about Jehovah God. Oh, be lifted above all other gods. Pour water. Glory. Pour water on it. Douse it with water. Now put water in the trench around it. And he prayed. And God heard the prayer. The true God heard the prayer. The only God heard the prayer. And he sent down fire. Lightning hit the altar. And the Bible said, and the fire lapped up all the water and burnt the sacrifice and put to shame the power of the devil. We have got to get the power of God in and on our lives to put to shame the power of the devil. I thought I was going to go further, but I think I'm stuck here. I thought I was going to go further because I wanted to get to the rain. Before I get to the rain, I got to stick with the power. Before I get to the rain, because I was going to preach it's a time for rain, but there's a time for power. It's a time for prayer. It's a time for fasting. It's a time for sacrifice. It's a time to open up our mouths to God and hear his voice answer us back. It's time for us to be in his presence. It's time for us to be endued with power and strength. It's time for the Holy Ghost to lead us. It's time for us to declare his glory. No more quiet mouths. I gotta stop. I've gotta stop. No more quiet mouths. 
I'm, I'm, I'm ending. I'm ending. The day of marginalized Christianity is done. It's done. Either you're going to have power or you're going to be shamed. Either you're going to have the, the relationship with God or you're going to be shamed in your, in your pretense. Amen. Because the devil is not concerned about your pretense. And he is not moved by your declarations without relationship. Our declarations have got to be directly connected to our relationship. Sons of Sceva. You'll have a declaration and no relationship and the devil let me make this plain to some of you all. The seven sons of Sceva, you read about it in the book of Acts. They were, some, they, were, they were sons of an exorcist. Seven sons of an exorcist. And they, they heard the teachings of Jesus. They heard about Christ. And there was a man that was demonically possessed. And they decided that they had the power to do so based on their father and based on what they heard about Paul and Jesus. Hallelujah. And they come upon this demonic, demoniac and they say, we adjure thee. We adjure thee by the gospel and by the power of Paul, that Paul teaches and Jesus teaches. Not me, but by Paul and Jesus, come out of the man. And every one of the demons inside the man had a question. Every one of the demons had a question. See, if you really are in the relationship, the demon knows who you are. If you really have power and favor with God, the enemy knows who you are. He's already targeted you. He's already tried to topple you. He runs in fear of you. He knows the power in you. He knows that Jesus Christ covers you. He knows that the blood is on you. Yeah, 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 yeah. He sees the angels of the Lord around you. He sees Jesus watching you while you sleep. He knows who you are. But when the enemy doesn't know you, we adjure thee by the, by the God that Paul and Jesus preach. Come out of the man. You got demons inside saying, wait a minute. Do y'all know him? No, we ain't never seen him before. We need a spokesman. We need a spokesman. Okay, okay, hold on. Excuse me. Excuse me, sir. Now you kind of messed up our agenda. Now you said Paul. 
all we know. When you have a relationship with God, the enemy knows you because you're terrorizing him. You're destroying his power. You're breaking his strongholds. You're delivering those that are bound. You're declaring the gospel of Jesus. Paul, I know Jesus. Demons believe and tremble. Jesus, I know. But I've got one question. Who are you? When you don't have the power in the relationship, then you have a consequence. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. When you don't have the power of the relationship with Jesus, then you have the consequence of the demonic assault. And because the seven boys did not have an answer, one man filled with demons whipped seven boys until they ran through the streets naked. In this day, you've got to have a relationship. And when you call on the name, you got to call on it with confidence. Knowing that it's undeniable and irresistible. And that there's no power on earth that can stand against it. Tell me who can stand against us when we call. When we call. When we call on that great name. If you're in trouble, call Jesus. If you need healing, call Jesus. If you need deliverance, call Jesus. And he will answer your prayer. If I'm talking to you, give God a shout of praise. Give God a shout of praise. In this, in this time of darkness, we have got to use the power that we have been endued with. As I see the grossness and the perversion that is literally increasing and deepening, my heart goes out and the alarm goes off, it's time to work. No, no, no. And it's got to start with us first before we try to get it to them. If we are going to combat and, 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 encounter, the, and encounter the darkness, we have got to wake up. Remember what it says in Romans, the 13th chapter 11. First it says, and if you know the time, it is now high time. To wake up out of our sleep. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. 
And now we must lay aside. We got to take off the works of darkness. We've got to take off the works of darkness. We, we, the church, have got to take off the works of darkness. Again, remember that scripture is written to the church at Rome. We must take off the works of darkness. And we must put on the armor of light. Are y'all hearing me? Hallelujah. And then he said, we must walk honestly as in the day. Not in rioting, loud, boisterous, fighting, violence. Not in riot, not in rioting. Are y'all hearing me? Not in drunkenness. It's time for us to wake up. We got to shine this light. Not in drunkenness. We're not, we're, not, we're not even going through the motions and, 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 and the wranglings of trying to convince Christians that we don't drink. We are Christian. I, I, I understand some of them young men, some of them aren't responding because they may have a problem with, with the drink. But if you do, understand that you, you do yourself a disservice. The night is far spent. We are in the darkest of night. Hallelujah. We're in the darkest of night. And we don't have time to keep trying to incorporate the sin of our past into our present. Hello? It's time. It's time to lay it aside so this way we can move on. Amen. Not in riotousness and drunkenness. Sitting up there somewhere drinking. Well, I'm just trying to calm my nerves. The peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your heart and mind. Anybody? It said not in wantonness and chambering. Chambering and wantonness. Chambering means that we don't go from bed chamber to bed chamber. We don't, we don't expend ourselves in sexual lusts. If you don't have a wife or a husband, then you don't have sex. Why you think I stay so busy? I'm very serious. Why you think I stay so busy? You don't go, if you have a wife, that's your bedchamber. If you have a husband, that's your bedchamber. And there's no other bed to chamber in. And if you are in relationship with someone who you are not married to, sexually relating with someone you're not married to, repent. It is in God's heart to forgive, but he will not forgive unrepented sin. I gotta stop. Gotta bring Sister McDuffie and man of God up. Not in chambering and wantonness. Wantonness is inordinate lusts that lead you to imaginations and imagery and pornographies and hallelujah. Can't stand to see a woman walk past you without salivating. That's wantonness. 
Hello. Tell him I need a fatty. Don't worry, older people. The young people know what I just said. I'm trying to talk to you all. We are in a dark day. We've got to, we've got to get it together before we try to get them together. Stop. Then he said, not in, not in envying and strife. We're not supposed to be fighting one another. We've got to conserve all of our fight for the enemy. We don't have time to be dealing with cliques and schisms and, and groups and Hello, we are, we are one. Jesus prayed in John 17, God make them one as we are one. No fighting amongst us. So we can disagree agreeably. We don't have to draw lines in the sand and choose sides. Come on, we're family. If anybody's been ever had a family, anybody born into a, a big family or more than one? You know, if you have more than one sibling, you, you, you're going to have times where you can't stand that person. Is my sister Marlene here? You're going to have a time where you can't stand that person. Out of all my many siblings, each of them have had my disdain at one time or another. And you better believe I've had this. But we don't strive like that. Just because we disagree at one moment doesn't mean that we draw a line in the sand. Amen. I can, I can call my sister a dog, she can call me a cat, and we go out to eat. As long as they paying for the food, I'm good. Are you hearing me? My brothers and my sisters. Paul said not in strife and envy. We don't envy one another. See, look at them, they the only ones that can do something. Not to understand, they're showing favoritism. Please, I'm trying. I really am trying. It's, it's night outside. It's, it's pitch black. We don't have time for these silly sandbox squirmishes. We don't have time for that. We've got to save the souls. We've got to represent the kingdom. We've got to show forth the light. Are you hearing me? He said, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. Hey y'all, we gotta get this thing together. He's coming soon. He's coming soon. Keep working and waiting. Oh, come, there's still room. No man knows the hour when we'll see the groom. 
Soon coming for his bride, he's comes. So let's get this thing together. I've been up here longer than I thought that I would. But there's work to be done in this kingdom. And the first work has got to be done on us. First work's got to be done on us. He doesn't need us going out there trying to represent him and when we're jacked. Us trying to tell the truth to them when we're lying. Us trying to tell them what holiness is when we're compromised. He doesn't need that. Us trying to bless them when we're cussing. He doesn't need that. He needs true vessels. Purified vessels. Purified vessels. I know I'm going to get in trouble for standing on this seat, but hear me. If there's anybody in this room that knows that you are not living that life, you're not living that holy kingdom life, that you're in a compromise. If there's any of you here, anybody, this is the place to get it right. This is not the place of condemnation. This is the place of restoration. Restoration. If your tongue is out of control, if your lust is out of control, if, if your sin is pre prevalent, it's time to get that thing right. Because we are, we, are, we are called by God to live holy. Hallelujah. In Leviticus 11.44, he said that we got to be holy because God is holy. And if he's our father, we got to represent him by living the life that he has given us. We have, we've got to represent him. We can't represent ourselves. I'm just being real. I'm just being real. I'm just real. You're just real wrong. You're just real wrong. Hey, 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 listen. Listen to me. I'm serious. I'm very serious. Don't hide behind a religious title. If there's any sin, go before the blood of Jesus and let the blood cleanse you. He that covers his sin shall not prosper. But he that confesses his sins and forsakes them, not just confess it, but forsake it, God will show them mercy. 